This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went try to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey guys, it's Lane here with the Simple Passive Cashflow Podcast. The first podcast made by investors for investors to not sell anything. It's a short one today. We have a listener question. And that question is... Why would I not just buy one $100,000 property that rents for a thousand a month rather than mortgage properties? I hear you say all the time that you don't suspect that the any appreciation or very little. So why would I not pay in cash and eliminate all the risks? To answer this question, first I want to say I'm not a lawyer, but you got to view another way of risk here. The risk that we don't think about is having the equity tied up in your property. If there was ever a lawsuit, you can bet that you're a bigger target if you have a bunch of equity in the property. If you have prudently leveraged your investment, it's going to be a smaller target to go after. So that's one thing to think of. Another thing is a lot of experienced investors and non-experienced investors use large sums of cash to obtain properties at great discounts, like 70 to 80 cents on the dollar. Paying cash obviously commands a lot of respect from the seller as the buyer looks very serious and typically they can kind of strong arm the other investors or buyers looking to purchase the property. I'm going to try my best to go over these numbers with you, but it's pretty hard in this audio format. So go to simplepassivecashflow.com and check out my article on the hidden returns of real estate. In the first scenario, you'd use all cash. So you let's say you buy a property that's $100,000. And your money in the deal, because you paid cash, is about $75,000. Now, assume that you have an annual cash flow of $12,000, assuming the 1% rule. Your cash on cash return would be that $12,000 divided by $75,000, which was the money in the deal. So 12 divided by 75, that's 16%. So remember 16%. Scenario B is the typical 20% down deal using the Fannie Mae loan, which I recommend on your first 10 deals. Using the market value of $100,000, that's your purchase price too, because you're using financing and you're not going to get that deal right off the top. Even if you're purchasing the property at market value, you got 20% money in the deal. And let's just say you have an extra $3,000 for closing costs on top of that. So you're in the deal for about $23,000, same annual cash flow as the first scenario, 12 months times $1,000 minus your $540 PITI payment. Assuming the 1% rule, your annual cash flow is $55,000 approximately. So you take that $55,000 divided by 2300 This is your cash written cash return, and that's 24%. So 24% compared to 16% in the first scenario of the all cash. Obviously, 24 is greater than 16% by using the leverage in the conventional financing. Conclusion here is under these some circumstances, purchasing all cash would yield about 8% less in returns on your principal investment. While the cash and cash return will vary between properties, remember this is just one of the four or five ways you're making money on this investment. Do the math for yourself. I know a lot of other investors always kind of mention, you know, I don't want to take on additional debt or I don't want to get more interest rates or paying more interest. 
that's kind of a more of a beginner's way of looking at the whole situation. Sophisticated investors don't look at interest rate or amount of debt they have, but they look at the cash flow and the amount of net worth that they're accumulating. That might sound a little irresponsible, but just think about it and kind of challenge your dogma way of thinking. It took me a while to get over that Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman way of thinking and to start thinking like how a bank or a business goes about what they do. If you're a manufacturing plant creating X amount of profit, they go into debt to get a bigger factory so they can produce 2X profit. But as I always say, do your own thinking for yourself and come to your own conclusions. Leave you guys here with a simple passive cash flow get or done action plan, which is to look for the lazy money in your home or in your investments. Look for anything that's not making at least a 10% return and consider putting it into real estate. I'm going to leave you guys with a pretty controversial quote, and that is diversification is for idiots. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you're the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.